Hello, welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. This is episode two of the podcast to discuss episode one of season seven, uh, Dragon Stone. Divided by pi. Square root. <laughs> Divided by hot pie. <laughs> Jamie Breadhands. All right, so uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? This is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm busy. We have a couple of house cleaning things first. Uh, Eric, you do two other podcasts. Oh, yes. Uh, I One of them is the podcast of which this is a spinoff. The Dark Discussions Podcast, your place for discussion of horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. Uh, I do that weekly along with you two, uh, as well as Abe and... Uh, more often than not, Christy. <laughs> She's not sometimes Christy. She's more often than not Christy. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one I do is a weekly general interest podcast I do with my buddy Dan called the Askancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. And you can find that on Google Play, Stitcher, and the iTunes Store. Excellent. And uh, Mike, you do uh, another podcast, as Eric just mentioned, but also uh, a genre blog. Uh, it's Unnatural Selections, www.unnaturalselections.com. We here at darkdiscussions.com, even though this is called You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, it's under www.darkdiscussions.com. However, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Twitter, and Google Play, and all those other places under Dark Discussions, and Facebook, Dark Discussions Podcast. But if you are curious and just prefer to listen to us on our Game of Thrones podcast. You can search for uh, You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play. Uh, the Dark Discussions feed actually includes the Dark Discussions podcast as well, and that is where you can hear us weekly discuss a genre movie uh, where we critique and review uh, films, such as examples are everything as wide as uh, the Polish language film The Lore, L-U-R-E, to is something as mainstream as Alien Covenant and so forth. Uh, but it's all genre-related, and uh, if you listen to this podcast, you may enjoy Dark Discussions podcast. Um, now, uh, any news anybody wanted to bring up about uh, Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin, the books, the things behind the things, the video game, anything, Mike? Well, uh, I did want to mention that I th think I got the number wrong. Next season's only going to be six episodes. Okay, yeah. So this season is seven, next season is six, and I was corrected on that, so I want to correct the record there. Um, and let's see, I think, did we mention that he has a new series coming out? Who he? Martin? No. No. Mar Martin is developing a new TV series uh, with uh, HBO, which I'm guessing is basically his way of fucking with the fans as much as possible. <laughs> is he calling it Game of Not Writing My Fucking Book? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and is that series going to be in the Game of Thrones universe, Mike? No, because this is going to be something separate than the, I think, like five Game of Thrones spinoffs that they're possibly considering. So this is this is just might be called Salt in the Wounds or. Uh, <laughs> now, is it going to be uh, fantasy or is it going to be another subgenre of speculative fiction? I, I have no idea what it's going to be. It was just announced that he's working on another series with HBO. I don't know any of the details, and I just I just laughed because I 
one of the poor book readers are going to be like jumping out of the window soon. The working title is called I Hate My Readers. Actually, the best would be if it's just an hour of a camera uh, on him typing at a computer, and then every so often he turns around and goes, man, this sucks, I hate doing this, and then (laughs) turn back to the computer and and try to type again. They should should remake The Shining starring George R.R. Martin. (laughs) I'll work and they'll play makes George a dull boy. It's too funny. Too funny. Oh, or misery. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be perfect because it would force the bath to the right. Yes. There you go. Excellent, excellent uh, thought, Mike. Thought. That's the word I'm looking for. Excellent. Mike had a thought. He did. He did. He has many thoughts. Um, Now uh, uh, we do uh, have a couple of things. Uh, First off, we have something from Elizabeth Catherine Gray. Elizabeth Catherine Gay. Gray is a podcaster on a podcast called Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches. And she is one of the three co-hosts there. And you can find her uh, pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. However, she also uh, has uh, some thoughts on Game of Thrones. This is based off of her um, opinion of what she thinks is going to happen in the next two seasons, season seven and eight. Uh, She is just going to watch uh, episode one of season seven today. So uh, she will probably give us thoughts on that after she watches it and actually hears our podcast. She does like to comment on what we have to say. Uh, So here's what she says. She goes, uh, this is actually probably more in response to our opening podcast, uh, last week's podcast of You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, Cersei's is on everyone's hit list. They are all coming for her for different reasons, but she still has her her one strength. They underestimate her. Uh, though after this week, I would say Sansa most certainly doesn't. Uh, she is foolish but clever. That she survives is still in play. She may die, and I do think this will not end with her on Iron Throne. But she has shown time and time again she is a survivor. Jamie is not a heroic character, in my opinion. He is a beautiful, tragic one. He is not going to survive, most likely, but I think he knows this. He wouldn't consider what... He did to the Mad King heroic. It was a sacrifice, and he knows it. Remember, Jamie is a chivalrous knight, and stabbing your king literally in the back, he knew would be construed badly by both sides. This and his love of his sister are classic fatal flaws, which means, story-wise, he has to die. I do think Jamie is going to be forced to kill or defend his sister. Either way, uh, it will destroy him. He will die either physically or spiritually, and or he may have to choose between his brother Tyrion and Cersei's at the end. He will never recover no matter what happens. He is the Snape of Game of Thrones. However, there is a little hope. Brienne, she is his redeemer. But I have a feeling he will be there in her arms if and when he dies. There may be a sleeping dragon under Dragonstone Island. The books hint at this. The showrunners all but confirmed the Gendry, that Gendry is going to reunite with Arya, and Arya is destined to kill Melisandre. The Red Witch saw this in a vision and said, we will meet again. Also in the book, Arya will still dreams of Nymeria running in the woods as the wolf fights and recruits a huge wolf pack. So Arya's army may contain a warg unit similar to Token. 
Wouldn't that be badass? An army with wolves and dragons? The Euron story is in the book, and, well, let's say that the proposal doesn't go well. My prediction, King's Landing will be destroyed by Danny, or it will already be destroyed by the time they get there, and Cersei will have to join up with everyone else to stop the others. Cersei isn't going to like it, but she will have put aside her ambition to survive. If she doesn't, she is toast this season. The three-headed dragon will be Bran, Tyrion, and Danny, in my opinion, with a small chance it being John over Tyrion or Bran. But I think Tyrion knows dragon enough to ride one. And yes, if Bran doesn't walk into a dragon, they, then what's the point? However, there is also evidence that John can walk too. He does with Ghost in the book often without realizing it. And he has the blood right. All right. Very good. Thank you, uh, uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. And uh, Mike or uh, Eric, any opinions on this? Obviously, this is uh, her perspective and assumptions, because again, and this is uh, her thoughts, because none of us really know what will happen. Right. <laughs> and I mean, that's just what it comes down to. None of us know for sure. Although there was... Uh, people have been flipping out because uh, the next week on, after uh, the episode we're about to discuss, uh, I'm going to throw out a little spoiler warning just in case anybody avoids those things. Um, so next 60 seconds for uh, episode two of season seven. Uh, but there's a clip in, in the next week on of uh, Arya coming face to face with Nymeria. Um, so it looks like that's going to happen soon. Or it could be a, a uh, one of those fake cuts that they show too, right? Well, I suppose, yeah. Uh, that would be really mean, but it could be. Right, right. But it appears that a wolf will be in there. Next week's episode. Yes. Yeah, very good. Mike, any uh, comments on uh, Ka- Elizabeth Catherine Gray's uh, points or our opinions or, or what she thinks may actually occur? They may. <laughs> they may happen. They may not. It's, um, like I said, I still think it's a question between Jamie and, uh, uh, what do you call Jamie and, uh, Ani- and uh, Aria. Aria. And the yeah. question is, I mean, the only way to avoid that is either... They worked of the having to be one or the others. Either they have to work together, or if one of them for some reason ends up having a change of heart, which would be the other possibility. Would it be badass if, if Cersei wins it all? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like a, bringing it up. It would be Shut down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, uh, this last this episode that we're going to discuss is called Dragonstone, uh, uh, episode one of season seven, uh, the sixty first episode overall. Uh, Jeremy Padeswa uh, is the director. Uh, folks who uh, are curious about him, he's on uh, a number of uh, television shows. We've discussed him in the, in previous uh, seasons, but uh, he has directed episodes of Nip Tuck, Six Feet Under, uh, The Tudors, and so forth. Um, and he's also uh, done some Game of Thrones prior to this. Uh, the episode is written by uh, the two showrunners, Benioff and White. Uh, July 16, 2017, it aired, and uh, 10.10 million viewers, plus another 6 million, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, DVR uh, watched this. Uh, it's the highest-rated season premiere and probably any um, episode of any television show on HBO ever. Uh, so uh, this is, I think, double what it was last season. Uh, and seven 
percent of those who uh, watched or commented on Twitter were directly uh, watching or commenting because of a cameo by a mus- musician that uh, was seen in this uh, episode. Who, by the way, oh, is he a musician? Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, he'll he's be- apparently like a British Justin Bieber. Or something. It's I don't well. Know. He's uh, he's yeah. a little. He's not like that bad. Yeah, he's he's definitely more prolific and um, better received. And he is uh, has a lot of big albums. I guess uh, you hear him on the radio a lot. Uh, I don't know anything about him until two days ago when I found out my sister was going to see him in Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut uh, in August, I think, or September. And uh, and then coincidentally, I found out he was actually on uh, the episode last night so it was kind of weird um i still have no idea who he is um myself as well uh, except that i i know that he was the singer in this week's episode which we'll discuss when we get to that scene um any other details anybody want to bring up about episode one season six or s o six o one what s o six o one s o six seven oh you're right s o seven divide by pi you're right yeah, okay, so S-O-7-E-O-1. There's lots of things to say. That. That's why we're doing this show. That's, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so uh, Dragonstone, uh, anybody wanted to bring anything else up besides uh, Dividing by Power? Anyone? <laughs> let's start at the beginning. All right, let's talk about this episode. So uh, did it live up to the excitement uh, that everybody was having, especially me, I guess, based <laughs> off of my Just especially you. Yes, yes. Uh, so was it... Worth the wait. Well, I, I assume it was worth the wait, but did it live up to uh, the wait? Did it live up to the, the hype? No. Uh, am I glad Game of Thrones is back? Yes. Could it live up to the hype? Not Phil's hype. Uh, no, no, it, it was good. It was, <laughs> lived up He's to only the been hype. posting every day about it for the last six months. That's right. That's right. I already posted uh, uh, six days to episode two. Because you're not annoying enough already. This. Well, I'm switching pictures now. I'm not using Sansa, so we won't have uh, disrespect from Eric. So, uh, you mean hilarity? Yes, <laughs> hilarity. For uh, those of you who don't frequent our Facebook page, first of all, you should. Uh, so, second of all, Phil's been nonstop posting uh, uh, pictures of Sophie Turner since oh, I don't know, March. Uh, not that, not that fast. <laughs> it's uh, too pretty bad. Um, so. Oh, uh, actually, the uh, the same person who wrote us that uh, little commentary there, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, was kind enough to post a meme pointing out that uh, Boy George looks very similar to Sansa Stark. So Phil and I have been having a little war on our Facebook page. He'll post a picture of Sophie Turner, and I'll Photoshop Boy George's face onto it and repost it. Uh, <laughs> and i got to say, Phil, uh, from the comments at least, I, I think people appreciate my Photoshop postings more than your original Sophie Turner postings. I, I, th- I think you may be right. I think you may be right. <laughs> yes. But it has been all sorts of fun. It, well, it is. It is. It's, it's good, good fun on, on uh, the Facebook group, which is Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, where uh, we discuss a lot of uh, Game of Thrones stuff, because, again, this podcast is under dark discussions um so mike what about you did you uh, live up to you or 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 did you like it a lot or a little well i mean it's it's not this isn't a movie you know it's not gonna hit you in one shot and this is very clearly setting the stage for the rest of the season of which now there's only six episodes so 
I didn't think there was nothing. There, there were no sand snakes in the episode. Thank God. Uh, there was a lot of shit in the episode, but that was very intentional. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it lasted a little too long. Even though it was funny and, and interesting, it was unfortunately a little too long, especially since we only have seven episodes. I'd rather have that five minutes used elsewhere. But it was, uh, but it was actually five minutes. It just well, that's true. It may have felt that's like, and, and I also don't think they said, well, we have this important plot point. We could put it in this episode or we could show Sam with more shit. <laughs> show of hands. I think that that whatever I don't think we were getting more story in this episode no matter how long that shit scene ran so I don't think we lost anything the only question is whether the length actually helped the episode or did it go too far or not um it's they they touched on almost every base the only one we didn't see that I that jumps out at me is um the witch she's a witch witch, witch. There we go. Got to get that first one in. So she's the so she's the only one. I, th- I can't think of anyone else that is a significant player that we didn't at least touch on briefly. I think you're right, Mike. I think uh, Sandre was, or, or however you pronounce her name, uh, is the only individual of note that was not shown uh, at all. I, I mean, I, I know the Theon and and oh, and the, right, right. That's but, the other but, one. But, Right, but to be honest, they're really just a side story now of Daenerys anyway. Uh, so, and we did see Daenerys. So, um, other, otherwise, yeah, everybody else was there. Everybody right, else. it was basically served to orient every character in the direction that they're pretty much going this season. And um, they, they answered one of the questions I had from our uh, season preview episode, uh, which is that they fill us on, on exactly where Arya's headed. That's true. Yep, yep, because uh, no one was quite sure which way or wh- where, and uh, I think it was answered, unless she was lying. Unless she's lying, yeah. which she does a lot, I guess, so, but no, I believe her, I think that's where she's gone. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Anything else, Mike, that you wanted to bring up, uh, General, uh, with uh, your opinion of the episode and, and the setup and all that? Well, I do think if you look, it's an interesting setup, because you start with Cersei. Well, I mean, you have the op- the pre credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, but you start with Cersei, I believe. Uh, well, I don't, you get the White Walkers. Well, when you said well, you get Cersei, yeah, well, actually, actually, you don't even get Cersei yet, but, Mike, because you, you go to Jon Snow after the uh, Bran, then you go to Jon Snow, and then when Sansa says, "I learned a lot from her," then you go to Cersei. Is that when it? Okay, uh, so yeah. you have, but you have when you go to Cersei, you have eventually Cersei. You get the Cersei. You eventually get there, but you have her literally striding the world. Right, walking the game map. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and plotting out her moves. And it ends with Daenerys basically taking her seat at the other side of the table, looking over her map. Right. And saying, let it begin. So you sort of get this chess match set up between, uh, or Parcheesi, whatever your game might be, uh, between Cersei and Daenerys, and that's kind of what everything is in this whole episode, is putting everybody in their place, where are they going, how are they going to play a role in this upcoming battle and storyline. Um, you, you, that happens with Jon Snow, it happens with Sansa, it happens with, um, obviously, Daenerys, it happens with Cersei and Jaime, with Arya, um, with Sam... Yeah, with Euron, with um, uh, right with Euron, Euron, yep. yes. 
That's exactly how I feel about that character. Um, I'm trying to. I don't remember if there's somebody I'm forgetting in here. Uh, uh, Brand, 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 sort of yes. Yeah. Oh, the White Walkers. Uh, the, the Night King Knight or Night King. Oh, the Knight. Yeah, the the Night King has fucking undead giant whites. Yeah, that's not good news for <laughs> the folks of Westeros. <laughs> yes, because we know they don't do laundry very often, and their shorts are going to be soiled. <laughs> wow. Oh. I was just like, oh my god, that's not good. Yeah, so let's let's dive into. Um, all right, all right. Uh, what, what's what's uh, you want to go scene by scene, or do you guys rather do character by character? I think characters make more sense. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, all right. Let's do characters. That's fine. Uh, do you want to start with uh, Arya because that's how it opens up, I guess? So. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, did everybody? All right, basically, the setup is is we see Walder Frey, uh, the great David Bradley, uh, uh, have a big dinner scene where he invites all his sons and lords uh, to celebrate their, uh, I don't know, whatever. But everybody, I, I was curious to he know celebra- a lot yeah, of was, folks. What's up? He was, I think he was celebrating their victory and thanking them for, or then, that's not the, the hypothetical, right, in, right. in slaying but, the, the Starks. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I, I actually, or it could have even been River Run, the win there or whatever. But, but and all that, the, yes. Yeah, but the thing is, is uh, a lot of folks online because I, I went off and read like dozens of reviews of the episode after. Uh, a lot of folks actually thought it was a flashback, and um, I'm curious what you guys felt because I most certainly did not think it was a flashback at all. I immediately thought it was Arya because, as I stated last week. Um, Arya is going to be in a lot of scenes this year, played by different actors and actresses because of her ability to do uh, this, you know, man of many faces thing. And uh, so I immediately knew that it was it was Arya. What did you guys? I didn't immediately know, but I figured it out pretty quickly. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I well because he died last season. Um, no, but, but so, yeah, I thought it, it might flashback. be a flashback, though. That's for yeah, second, I, it took I, me a minute to figure out whether it was a flashback or whether it was Arya. Right, they've only done um, one actual flashback. They've done, if I remember correctly in the series, which was the Cersei and the Witch, when yep. she was a girl. What right, about so all I, that shit with Bran last season? But that was, but that oh, was those visions. Those, those were visions. Oh, whatever. I'm just saying it's okay. a formatting <laughs> issue. So I really wasn't... <laughs> they have rules... So I was so so I'm not so my point is I wasn't looking for flashback. Um, I was expecting it to be Arya, and I was waiting for Arya to to do what she did. And I have to imagine that that at uh, at his age, nobody expected David Bradley to be playing a 17 year old girl. So <laughs> he's got range. Yes, he does. He does. He's a great <laughs> actor. There's no doubt about it. He'll be, he'll he'll be missed. He will be missed. Um, uh, but again, he, he's got a gig going on, on on the strain. Unless they killed him off there too, but we'll see. Uh, uh, so, uh, oh, but how about Arya with uh, one of the best lines of the series so far? Uh, your mistake is that you left one alive, leave one wolf alive, and the sheep are never safe. That was a good line. Yep, that was a good line. Uh, that was a that was a David Bradley line. I'm giving it to him because he actually said it, even though uh, the character was whatever. Part. Yeah, now I'm curious to watch it again. I'm reading this. Um, this was not the originally the cold open. Uh, said the uh, the showrunner Dan Weiss said we originally organized the episode a bit differently. 
But when we saw David Bradley's performance and seeing the subtle move that he made to not quite be Walder Frey, but to start out as Walder Frey and end as Arya Stark, that made us realize this was the best way to open the episode of the season. Now, I don't know what the subtle move was that he made besides ripping his face off. Yeah, that wasn't so subtle. So I'm curious to go back and look at it to see what change he made in his performance. Like if I were to, think, I don't know. I don't know if it's a physical thing because I, I watched um, Weiss and Benioff talk about it after the episode because if you watch it on uh, um, demand through HBO, uh, they have the six minute thing after the episode, and they they stated that uh, it it wasn't necessarily a physical thing. It was how he spoke and 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 the change of of um, pompousness slowly to, uh, I guess, malevolence, in a sense. So I don't know if it was actually physical, Mike. I didn't say it was necessarily physical. I'm just curious what the change was. There was a change. Oh, I, I think I think it was the 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 speech because it was this very pompous, you know, Walter Frey uh, wiseness that he always is, and then slowly he turns into this malevolence where he's saying things that. Are, are aren't as nice, and obviously, and and that was right after the switch occurs, right when they take their first drink, because he goes, he right. says, everybody stand up and take a drink. And well, the but they say something. Done, the deed is done, and there's no more pretending needed. Well, it's just the way he said it that he turns start becomes Arya Stark is like I don't like I didn't necessarily pick up on anything that whether it's his inflection or his physical mannerisms or whatever it was, that that obviously he changed, but I didn't see that he changed it to specifically Arya Stark. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was more just the speech itself. You're right. There, there was, I don't think there's any physical change. I mean, David but even it, But it could also be speeches and mannerisms, uh, speech affectations or anything like that. So I'm just curious if there's anything that I missed. But okay. yes, he obviously um, had a change in, his, in this way he speaks. Um, and he does... Now, what did you think of this move on Arya's part, Phil? Uh, for me, um, um, I, at this point, I'm not surprised. This is something that I could see her do. Um, I do feel it's a little far-fetched because if there's all these people out there with men of many men of no faces or many faces out there in the world... I, I would think the, the world would be in total chaos if, as a result. Um, but because none of them do this, only Arya is doing this. Again, she's not part of them anymore, so she's using their magic um, with, 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 you know, wrongly, I guess, quote-unquote wrongly. So for her to be able to infiltrate and kill entire groups of people like this that easily is a little um, hard to believe based off of it not happening elsewhere. However, well, as a person... Thing, though, here's, here's the thing. I just want to interject. Uh, she's not actually a part of that organization. She got kicked out. So she's well, using what she right. learned there, but she's not uh, She's not beholden to their rules. And I'm guessing that it actually does happen all the time, but they're way more stealthy about it and don't do it in large groups like she did. Or, or, or they, they follow uh, a common uh, rule-based system, unlike right. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which make, makes some sense. Um so yeah, it makes me question whether she'll she's doomed from the gods or something in the future or not. But uh, my my opinion of her doing it, her specifically, again, I don't feel it's out of character anymore because she's pretty much uh, she's a murderer. A badass. Yeah, or that's that's the the word on Twitter, I guess, is badass is what they're calling her. But but was um, it the right thing to do? 
Oh, uh, I, it doesn't matter. It was the awesome thing to do. Well, let me think. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't think it's the right thing to do, uh, but I, I think Sansa was right about the Umbers and Karstens. So and, and, it depends and you, on and, your perspective, and, I guess. And you think Cersei was right in blowing up like half the city? No, no, because that that was killed innocence. If she just oh, okay. if she had her soldiers go into the septum and just uh, start taking people out, and if they fought back, then she have to kill them. Uh, there's a difference. There's a difference between a riot and 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 that happening versus an actual blowing up and taking everybody out. Uh, again. It, it depends again. It depends on your perspective, though, right? I mean, during World War II, I think the, the allies. I think Mike and is the, asking for your perspective. Okay, um, you know what? I I don't know enough about the phrase or all these people in the room to make a judgment. Sure, on you that. do. Well, not not obviously Walder, yes, and his two sons. Well, but, and and it was said that everybody in that room was involved with the Red Wedding. Okay. Um, they were the ones going stabby stabby. Um, well, I, I didn't like it, but I could see someone uh, wanting to get justice, especially in a world where there is no justice system uh, of note. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's war, and and she had to do what she had to do, I guess. Um, I, I don't. I don't. Glorious. I, I, it doesn't make me think she's a, a better character, it, or but it probably makes me look at her more negatively. But I can't even say that because at this point I've already considered her character just another, you know, marauder out there like anybody else. So, well, she has. We, if if she's correct and that the only ones she killed were the ones at the at the red wedding, um, yeah. and she did spare the life of the girl. Yes, all the all the, the the woman actually. Yeah, I thought was it a woman? Uh, there was more it, well, there was yeah, there was there was a woman who was serving the the, the wine. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So there was there was just that one specifically that she prevented from drinking the wine. Right, that's what I was thinking of. Right. So yeah, so it's uh, you know, she has some motivation, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't put it in the same league as as Cersei, um, partly because she doesn't have those quite those resources. Um, but it does indicate, you know, the question is, is how out of control is she going to be? Because she didn't recite the Walder Frey and all the little Freys in her list, right? She just wanted Walder Frey. Right. And, well, and uh, Mike, I like your point about comparing her to Cersei's because you could argue as much that Cersei's was right, too, because the, this whole city was the, the city that was spitting at her and throwing shit at her when she was naked walking the, the horrible walk that she has well, vengeance but she, and but, anger in her, too. Yeah, she has vengeance and anger in her, but acting on those doesn't make her right, and that's the reason why they're oh, all... Oh, I don't... I don't, she, also put, she also put herself in that position herself by making bad decisions. Oh, I, I, that's true, too. Uh, but, I, again, uh, if we just look at murdering people... Um, they're both bad. I'll well, just say, I'll just yes, Phil, murder is bad. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but vengeance yes. is glorious. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. I, I, I was on board with Cersei's nuking, because again, it's a show, so it's just fake people, so I'm not really 
right. you know, promoting deaths in, in real life. But on this show, she took out the Sparrow, who I fucking hated, and all his scumbags, uh, <laughs> and, and and all and on and on. So, so I, I have no problem. Yeah, but you know, there's a, it, it's it's uh, what, what do they call uh, collateral, uh, damage. collateral damage? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, so. It, it is what it is. Uh, but either way, it's uh, they obviously the show wants us, and the and the books probably want us to like Arya more than Cersei's, and so the books is point spend, spinning it for us to like them better anyway. So is it, are we justified as viewers to hate Cersei's for what she does yes. and, and and cheer Arya for what she does? Yes. I mean, it's a, it's. I, I see your point, Eric, because again, it's just a work of fiction. So absolutely, why not? But you, I can see people saying uh, otherwise. That no, you can't. You can't. Uh, uh, well, you'd be. You know, I said, but uh, you'd be hard pressed to find someone that Arya killed that wasn't asking for it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I will give you this. Arya has only killed people who have wronged her or her family. Oh, yeah, have done something bad or indirectly have done something bad, while Cersei's may have been just a sociopath that wants to murder everybody <laughs> because she's just, yeah. And, you know, it took out 25% of King's Landing. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if, if Jon Snow had airplanes, he'd be firebombing the place, so and killing people. So, I mean, you know how it is. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know. If there's the we'll get to that later when we talk about the uh, whole conversation with her and uh, with uh, Jon Snow and what's her face. Well, well, Daenerys then would be be using uh, airplanes and dropping. That one, I'll agree with her. Yes, 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 she would absolutely do that. Yeah. She, she, no, she'd be using dragons. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, she, has, uh, she has airplanes. <laughs> right. Uh, so to put, put it nicely, Mike, uh, I guess uh, for the story, it's it's interesting. Interesting, and it was obviously a cool scene. But, you know, it was a rah-rah scene for fans of Arya. Uh, but um, I was at this point indifferent um, at that because you know it's it's Arya, and it's like um, I'm, I mean she's not necessarily one of my favorite characters, but I expect her to act this way anyway, based off of what she's See, this, happened. This, to her. this is what I've been waiting for. I sat through all that stupid fucking House of Black and White bullshit last season so that we could oh. get. This Terrible. I am on board. Right. So then, uh, so, the, so then, should we fast forward to the next Arya scene? Yeah, well, <laughs> sure. Which right. is with having having uh, dinner with uh, Weenie Weenie McWienerson or whatever his name is. <laughs> Ed, Ed Shireen, I think his name is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, what okay. I thought was interesting. Did you get the sense for a minute that she was going thinking about killing them all? Of course, because she the first I noticed I rewatched it like three times, and there's a scene even before she looks at all the swords. There's a scene where she looks at all the swords. There's another scene earlier than that that she looks at a sword against a tree, and then over to um, uh, the the soldier that just had the the baby, and so he, she was either de- determining when she was going to kill them and would they be able to get to their weapons. Or not in time, and I and I think I, I was on board that she was planning to kill them all uh, at first. What about you, Eric? She, she may have just been sizing up the situation because uh, I mean, let's be honest, she's at a physical disadvantage there. Um, 
she's a teenage girl. This is, this is Westworld, where everybody is not Westworld, uh, Westeros, where everybody's a rapist, right? Well, pretty much. Um, <laughs> or, or I, I wouldn't say everybody's a rapist, but I would say uh, it, it's it's not really uh, as frowned upon as it is in real life. Um, and yeah, so she's just she's just keeping an eye on things and seeing where it's going to go. Um, I, I I think she was ready to take action if necessary, but she wasn't planning it. Interesting. Even though they were Lannister Bannermen, I I, I felt were they? Was, I, I was I was yeah. actually going to ask you guys what army they were with. Yeah, so I was figuring she was going to kill them all until the guy said, my mother always said, be kind to strangers because then they'll be kind with you. And that's when she changed and decided that she wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? What, what did you think? I, I think that we're starting to get a little bit of, she's been so wrapped up in her own vengeance and these stupid head games for the last two or three seasons or whatever it was, um, that this was a reminder that there are people behind the flags and so she just killed all of the frays, and if she could, she probably would kill everyone wearing a Lannister banner. But maybe this kind of gets her to see, you know, again, some of the humanity that's there. Something that she did learn, should have learned with the Hound in the first place. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I did sense that because she does grab her sword. I mean, not subtly, not she, you know, about to yank it out when she sees. You know, there's kind of piled off to the sides. And we know she has some training. Now, whether she could have killed, what was it, five men? Right. Who are sitting around a fire. Um, you know, they're not certainly not prepared for it. She, I think she could have gotten at least two. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking that she isn't the superhero that some people may think, you know, you know like, like a lot of... Uh, movies where this one person can kick ass and kill six or seven people. I don't think she's that way. Uh, so you're right, Mike. I think these people, even if they're irregulars, they're still soldiers and trained. I don't think she could take them all out. But if they weren't near their weapons, there was a chance she probably could. Because, I mean, if you don't have a weapon, it, it doesn't really matter. So the question really came down to, did she plan to or not and you're stating that you think she was going to but did she smart you're now are you now saying like that she decided not to because she was worried she could get killed herself or she decided that they're human they have humanity like in other words not everybody that fought for the germans was a bad person or the, or the japanese was a bad person i i think she was tempted right would be my thought uh whether she would have gone through with it or not i'm not too sure uh, but it's certainly, again, I think it's, we're seeing a little bit of, of other stuff there. I don't know if that's going to like, you know, warm her heart to, uh, uh, Cersei or to, uh, uh, anybody else on her, anybody list, else on her list, the mountain. Uh, I don't really know anybody <laughs> that thinks the mountain deserves mercy. Uh, yeah, Mike, I, I, I was just going to say, I enjoyed how she told the truth. They were like, well, that's, why, are you, why are you going to King's Landing? She's like, I'm going to kill the Queen. <laughs> well, that, that's why I'm thinking, like, that line that Eric just mentioned, I'm thinking she still wanted to kill them. In other words, she, she wanted to kill them, but then changed her mind because she found out they're just people that were, were for, basically enlisted and forced to go there, even though they don't want to really be there. But then she still was tempting them to fight 
In other words, she was hoping that they would attack her first so she could kill them. And when they weren't that type of people, that's when it all backfired on her. So, in other words, she probably went down thinking she was going to be attacked or, or abused sexually or, or, you know, rapist or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, when considering they, the last thing like this would have been, what, Polliver? Wasn't he would have been, like, one of the last ones that she dealt with in a situation like this? Yeah, right, right, yeah. So, so you figure she's going accepted their offer thinking she was going to get attacked and then she should just kill them all. But then when she found out they, they weren't going to attack her and they were nice people that were just there doing her duty because that was their country and they, they have to do their duty. You said duty. I did. Then she throws out the line that I'm going to kill the queen hoping that she'll get a reaction from them to attack her. And when they don't do that and they just laugh thinking she's joking... Again, so you know, you know what I'm saying. So I think she still wanted to kill him, but she doesn't because um, they're not the type of people that want to fight. I think you're projecting your interpretation of the Arya character onto the scene. It really? Okay. Because I, I've so, right, is it that kind of what everybody does? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think I think a big thing for her was the comment when he said he hopes it's a girl. Because yeah. gir- girls take care of their their dads when they grow old, and, and right. I think that kind of cut her uh, because of her father. Right? Is that that's something she she won't do? Um, that's still a soft spot with her. Right. Before we go on, I want me to ask you to further explain that, Mike. Um, basically, the 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 guy says, "I rather." She said, "He says I have a." Uh, a baby that was born and she asked what baby was born it was a boy or a girl and he goes how uh, how would I know because us soldiers aren't big or important enough to have ravens with news brought to us so he says I prefer to have a girl though and she goes why and he says because women are uh, girls are more apt to, uh, to take care of their father or parents when they're old while the boy is just going to go off and fight some other you know, person's war. Um, and you're saying that that comment did what to Arya exactly, Mike? It touched her. The idea that it reminded her of her father. I think if you look, I get the sense that Sansa was mommy's girl and Arya was daddy's girl. I would agree with that right. statement. Right. So, um, I think it's just something that that hurts her, right? Is that not in a bad way, not in a, you know, but that it's 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 a reminder of what she lost and a reminder of what she had and what her life could have been. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, and so at that moment was when she had doubts. But then she says I'm going to kill the queen, and that makes me think that she's she still wanted to kill these guys even though they didn't See, I, respond. I, I don't think she was I don't think she had a desire to kill the men. I do yep. think she wanted to judge their reaction to that comment. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't think she was point. trying to bait them in order to kill them. Okay. Yeah, all right. that's a good answer, Eric. That, that explains it for me. That clarifies it. Um, all right. So um, either way, it was an interesting scene. And I think it shows that she has some humanity still left in her. But I think you're right, Mike. It's not going to change her. And she's still on her mission to go do what she wants to do because otherwise she would just pack it up and head north now you would think well no I, I'm not saying it's going to change her right now but I think there may be seeds sown that will may develop later but we'll see yeah seeds yeah good point 
All right. All right. Uh, anything else about Arya's storyline for this week? Anyone? I just right. I think she's awesome. Yes, you've been on board. Oh, I, well, I will. I will. I will say Pam was with you, Eric. My wife uh, is that. She's like, well, thank God, all that wax on, wax off stuff finally had a point. <laughs> right. Oh, that was terrible. Oh my God. I, that was even worse. That was worse than Bran, in my opinion. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It, it was. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So that's all done. All right. So we're past with Arya. Uh, we'll see where she goes next week. Um, now. Uh, uh, who do we want to go with next? You want to go with um, let's go with Bran just to finish him up. It, it, not because it wasn't important, but because it was so short uh, that we could probably wrap that one up pretty quick. Um, basically, Bran has a vision that the White Walkers are heading what we can assume is south uh, with their White Army, which includes, as you said, Mike, even undead giants. And when he wakes up from this vision, they're outside the north door to the wall at the Black Keep uh, or Black, whatever it's called. And uh, Ed opens the door with his, his lieutenants and asks who you folks are. And Mira says, I'm the daughter of How, uh, whatever his name is, Howland, Howland Reed. Howland Reed. And this is Bran, the son of Ned Stark. And he says, How do you know that? How can we believe you? And then Bran doesn't answer. But instead, he talks about things he shouldn't know about, which is uh, hard home and how he knows that Ed was there and all this other stuff. So they let them in. Um, all right. So that's the, the scene. Anybody want to discuss? Anyone? No, just that uh, if the mark undoes the magical wording on the wall, everybody's fucked now. I do believe, though, that it's not going. To, the wall is not going to fall now, based off of something later in this episode that we'll discuss about uh, the Hound. But it definitely could mean that the White Walkers can come south. But I'm, I, I don't. I don't even know if the if it's Bran. I think it's Bran that they're after because he's the the beacon. But I don't think the wall. Is it was impenetrable in the first place? I don't. I don't even know anymore. What, Mike, you were going to say something? I don't. Well, first of all, I don't. I still don't think they've established this in the show, so I'm reluctant to really jump to any conclusions about what they will or will not establish. What the the warding in the on the the wall that caused the wall well, to fall? Not directly. Not directly. No, but they did establish that uh, that they were safe in the tree. Uh, before Bran let the White or uh, the Night King touch him in his vision, uh, but now that uh, the now that the mark is on him, uh, the warding of the tree was was gone, and the Night King could pretty much follow him like a beacon. So uh, it wasn't directly said that the warding of the wall would work the same way. You're right about that, but I believe it might. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, um, there's just not enough yet to let us know what's going to happen. So um, I, I think, Eric, your, your point could be as valid as any. Uh, we'll probably find out a lot more. Uh, hopefully they don't. Since we only got seven episodes, I doubt they're going to skip a lot of characters each episode like they've done in the past. So I think we'll find out uh, some information next week about Bran and Ed and what's going to go on there. Okay. It, um, 
Now, here's the thing. They, they cut, they transition from, they zoom in on the zombie giant. Or yeah. right, right? The white, white. The white giant, and the white giant's white eye. Okay, yep. And oh. transition that to the white eye of Bran, which he does when he's warging. Well, was I don't he, know if the giant's eye was white. I think it was blue. Yeah, or, I thought it was blue, too. Okay, so I was just trying, so they weren't trying to show that he was seeing through the giant's eye or anything, well. Were they? Mm, I don't think so. No. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying, Mike. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't think so either. But that that is a, a fair thought. Um, and no, I, since since Brand's eyes were white like that, uh, I don't think we can be entirely sure as to when what he was seeing occurred. It's not necessarily what's happening now. It could have happened in the past, and it could have happened in the future. Yeah, fair point. That that's a good point too, Mike. Yeah. I mean, uh, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, hopefully, we'll find out some more next week. Um, now let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Jon Snow, Sansa, and Baelish because that's and, and Brienne because that's the the next scene starts with them. Um, it's the scene where um, uh, Jon Snow has a, a council meeting and uh, discusses uh, with all the bannermen what what they got to do. <laughs> well, we know there's going to be a fight on this. We know we, we know that. Yeah, yeah, that was obvious. That that was probably going to happen. Yeah. Uh huh. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. It depends on uh, what we're going to discuss, uh, how we discuss it, and which points. Um, but oh, go on. There's going to be a fight. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, first of all, let's just say how awesome is uh, Lady Mormont. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's fan service. <laughs> she's fan service. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I love her. She's awesome. She's a good actress, um, too. I mean, she, find, she is. I can't to find wait a to, young kid to, to act that well, you know? I can't wait to see what she does once she hits puberty. Um, but, yeah, so we got this whole scene with Jon Snow being king of the north and Sansa undercutting him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't like See, I told that. you we're going to have a fight. Well, that was a, that was a spin. That, that was a spin. You, you can't, you have to. No, that, that, was, that was what she did. Absolutely. Uh, no, no, no. I'm Absolutely. Not I'm not with you on that. I think it was, that was spin. Absolutely. And alone. <laughs> I think, I think, Phil, if your little girls misbehaved and your wife you know, stood up and said, you know, well, this is what we're going to do. And you were sat on the side going, no, I don't think that's what we should be doing. I think you'd be getting in trouble for undercutting your wife. <laughs> it depends on what, what the argument is. In this point, the question is, was Jon Snow 100% right? Or was Sansa 100% right? Or was there somewhere in the middle and one of them dropped the ball somewhere else? Well, no, I don't. Th- no, no. Here's the I thing. Disagree. No, here's here's the thing. It doesn't even matter uh, if Jon Snow was right or if Sansa was right or if it was somewhere in between. Uh, the real thing is that she she should not have done that in that setting. That discussion should have been had outside of the room between the two of them. And doing that in there in front of all those people was undercutting. Okay, I see. I see uh, that point. Um, now the. All right, all right, that's fair. Assume, assuming everybody agrees with this setup where John 
as the the leader, then I guess you could argue that that's that's true, Eric. Well, and last episode, Santa said she was on board with that. So what the fuck is she doing now? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, all right, all right. Uh, but I think the you know what there was only one thing that caused an, uh, an issue, and it was basically we have the Carstens and the Umber houses mm-hmm. who are traitors, uh, and they joined with the Boltons. And Jon Snow wants to um, keep the houses intact and give the leadership to the next in line, meaning the kin of the people who uh, used to rule during the Bolton era. And Sansa says, no, I believe what we should do is disband the houses and give their keeps to loyal houses who fought with the Starks against Bolton. So... Besides that, there was no other argument, and, and everybody else, everybody agreed. Besides this one thing, so did she undercut him? Okay, yes, because again, he's the leader. Whether that's right or not, the point is, is he was the leader, and she's on board with that. So she should not say things to undercut the leader in public. It should be behind. Yeah, they, they should have discussed all that before that meeting started. Well, and that's part of Jon Snow's, um, I guess, problem with his own leadership, too, is he probably didn't discuss any of this with Davos or with Sansa or with any of his lieutenants. He just went and had this meeting, and then he's just winging it as he's going, and, and people like say, what? And it, had he prepared in advance, I think the problem wouldn't have occurred. You could be right about that. I'll give you that one. Well, here's the, th- here's the one problem with that, is that... He just got surrounded by his people calling him King of the North. And so, you know, how much he should be discussing it with Sansa or what have you. What? Um, I, I'm sorry, Mike, I don't mean to cut you off, but was this a direct continuation of that scene? No, oh, no but my, I was wondering, too. No, 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 no but my point, is, my point is he's in charge. It's his call right. to me. Right. So, yes, I think it would make sense for him to... Um, to have that conversation beforehand. Certainly with Davos, who has the experience, he doesn't really know what his sister has been through and how experienced she is. Um, but regardless, it's his call to make, and it's certainly not her call. And it's very debatable whether he made the right call or not, but it's his call to make, and it, that's why she shouldn't have been undermining him. Mm-hmm. It's also really important that he then kind of puts his foot down because sometimes, as Yogi Berra says, when you come to the fork in the road, take it. And for and for a leader, sometimes what you got to do is just make the decision, right or right. wrong. People mm-hmm. want you to make the decision, and I right. think his people will respect him for making the decision. What they didn't want to see was him going, "Well, you know, maybe you got a point." Right. I don't right, know. Right. I think it's a. I think it is a legitimate debate, one way or another. Now, on the one hand, you have to look at his followers. Or his followers know that um, that he will stand by them, whatever happens. Mm-hmm. But they also have no reason to think that there's more of a temptation, or people might be more willing to turn on him. So, which is going to be the more motivating factor? Sorry, right, and you said two wonderful things there, Mike. One is, did he make the right 
decision, but it doesn't matter because he has to show that he's a leader so he can't be wishy-washy and suddenly change his mind after someone points out uh, that's not a wise thing. However, it also shows that he needs a lot of training, too, because he's obviously new at this and he should talk to his advisors before doing this because they may have said the other thing, which is, uh, you remember what the Carstens and the Umbers did before and this and that and that and this, and maybe he would have came out and made the, a different decision had he spoken with advisors prior, which would have been Davos and Sansa and whoever else. Um, yeah, but so at the same time, I, I totally see his point of we need every sword we can get our hands on because <laughs> this battle ain't gonna be a, a ain't gonna be a quick one. Um, but he's also he's always talking about training women, which is that you know before Lady Mormont uh, speaks up and uh, puts everybody in their place on that, uh, everybody's like grumble, 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 women with swords. Uh, <laughs> So uh, he—it's not just the, the the two houses. He wants every man, woman, and child uh, helping in this fight. I also think it was really important what he said, um, and it was sort of a slap in the face to Sansa. Was you know going back to the very first episode? My father said the man who who passes the sentence should be the one that swings the sword, <laughs> which is basically shut up, bitch. I'm the one that has to live with this, not you. Mm-hmm. I have to bring the sentence down on these people. Are you going to be the one to kick these guys out of their homes? No. I think, I, I think she I think she would have said, yes, I will. She won't. <laughs> she would have. If, if she had the choice, if she was the she queen. She doesn't have the choice. That's they, it's not her, it's not she, her job. Uh, yeah, all right, I'll give you the point that the buck stops at the top, right? The Harry Truman line, right? So you're right, Jon Snow, the buck stops with him. So it would have been him, ultimately, even if other people were the ones that were booting him and rounding up people or kicking him out, he's the one to blame or to get the, the fame because he's the one that's at top. Um, so that's that's a fair point. All in all, though, I would state that I think Sansa is absolutely right. I would have eliminated these houses uh I mean, disband these houses immediately, similar to uh, end of... Oh, God, of, here we go. No, at the end of wars, the governments <laughs> are, are are replaced with with better governments. You know, we're not going to leave not, uh, the, the Germans with Nazis yep, in the Japanese. World War II. We're, we're not going to leave um, the, the dictator that we just fought in power after we, we beat him. I mean, you, you just. But they still, but they still have a fight coming. They they don't have a time to 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 upend the order. Uh, well, I, I agree. But again, how many Carstens are there? There's a difference between House Carsten and the Carsten family. So I would have took out the Carsten family and, and and booted them all. And but that's going to cause a cascade reaction that you have to get rid of the who's loyal to the family. Who is in cho- who? When you re- appoint that family, who is the one that's going to be in charge in that family? Well, then, then I would they, get rid of them all because they were supposed to be bannermen re- of the stocks, and they but then you have to but then, but then you have to replace them. That's they my fucked point. over Rob Stock. They fucked over Caitlin Stock. They fucked over Sansa and Jon Snow. They should go but and then burn. They have, I want I to kill them all. But Bill, but then <laughs> logistically, you have to replace. Place those people who are in those positions. You have to fill all those slots. You have to question. You have to wonder about the loyalty of the people who are being dislodged. So 
I would and, take him and, up. And, I don't all, and, and all of that could be done in a time of peace. Hold on, hold on. So the Greys, who were bannermans of the Starks, all get killed and are, are pariahs. But the Umbers and Karstens, who fucked over everybody, too, are not. And the Boltons are gone. So the Boltons and Freys are bad, but the Karstens and Umbers aren't. Fuck that shit. All of them are going up. Wait a minute. Excuse me, Phil. When did I pass any judgment on them? I'm passing judgment on them. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I am because the Umbers and Karstens so you, but you are the same put those words in my the, mouth. But no, first no, of all, I, I did no, not mean you. Yes, you did. You're saying you're telling me. I'm boys, saying I'm not telling boys. you. All right, that's I'm a fair t- point. And it, I, and it wasn't Rob who made the call. It was Arya. But either way, either way, the Freys and Boltons and Umbers and Costons are all the same thing, and they should all go. Uh, I think debatable. that's a little black and white, but I understand your sentiment. Thank you. At least, at least you understand my sentiment, even if you disagree. I'm, I'm just saying I don't know that they could have afforded that. I could afford that much upheaval at this particular moment in time. I'm not saying it doesn't you, suck. You know, you know the saying, "Pick your battles, Phil." I think this is one of those yeah. times where, mm-hmm. rather than have the internal strife of trying to break up those houses amidst, at the same time, uniting everybody, wasn't going to work. And so he leaned towards the side of unite uniting everybody uh even though uh it's not the right thing to do in some people's eyes i, I do love sansa's line though she fucking burns his ass by saying saying so we we don't we we, we don't reward the the loyalists but we forgive the the traitors or something like that i forget the exact line but it was an awesome line it was great i loved it except for the fact that she was totally undercutting him and damn proving right. herself right. to be more and, of a liability than an asset, as usual. And she, and again, she's making that argument in public, whereas they could very easily have said behind the scenes, if she was like, going to talk to you later, it's like, you know, we can't really reward or forgive our enemies and then not give shit to our allies. There are other ways you can re- reward your allies. It just didn't have to be with those houses. But she immediately well, throws that out there. And then, and then there's the whole discussion they have out on the balcony um and uh, i i mean <laughs> Sansa's right in this in, in her assessment of Cersei but i also think that Jon Snow was right in his prioritization because uh, she was like Sansa was like there's a wall between us and the and the night king there's there's nothing between us and Cersei and he's absolutely right then uh well there's winter uh there's supply chain uh and I don't think they know this yet, but oh yeah, there's also that uh, blonde lady with the dragons knocking on their door. Uh, so I think Cersei's going to be busy for the foreseeable future and might not make it to Winterfell right away. But she already sent the, the first, um, I guess, bullet or whatever you want to say by by sending the raven that says, "Bow, come to King's Landing now and bow the knee and and give loyalty, otherwise." You know, off of your head. Right. So she's basically declaring war if he doesn't come. Uh, that's fine. She can declare all the she wants as long as she's down there. <laughs> you know, she she doesn't have much of an army at this point. Uh, Jamie pointed out to her in this episode that they don't even have the supplies to feed an army uh, because Lady Olena has all this all the grain, all the you know, all the livestock, all, all the grain. Uh, they're they're not in a good spot, the Lannisters. 
they're really, really not. Uh, so Cersei can can puff her feathers all she wants. Uh, I don't think she has the resources uh, to send an army north and take Winterfell right now. That's true. That's true. However, she could pull a Baelish and send assassins and spies and all these other things. Which she is could. And, and I, that's what, what Sans is kind of alluding to because she, with Cersei's when she talks to Jon Snow about her. Uh, I didn't get that. Did you, Mike? Do you think Cersei's is a huge threat to Jon Snow and Winterfell, as Sansa is implying, or is she not? And also, if she is a threat, could she do a Baelish and send spies and assassins? And Sansa is worried about that as much as she would be if she had sent an entire army, which she probably can't, which is what Jon Snow uh, kind of alludes to. I think... I think In she other words, be a, don't underestimate. I think she could be a threat with uh, duplicity and underhandedness. I don't think she could be a direct threat. If she tries to do a straight-up fight, I think she would get her ass handed to her. That would be my guess. Um, I don't think that King's Landing is in a particularly strong spot, and I certainly don't think that, she's, that all of her people are going to be the most loyal after she just, you know, <laughs> All right. I guess, I guess what it is, is is unless you actually saw the White Walkers in action or the others in action, I guess you don't consider them as much of a threat as everybody else does uh, that has seen them. Because everybody says, oh, there's a wall. Do they even exist? Even if they do exist, they gotta, they're got they on the other side of the wall, on and on and on. While Cersei's is seen firsthand... I mean, uh, Sansa's seen firsthand Cersei's and what she's capable of and will do. So I think that's why she probably thinks Cersei is a bigger threat at this point than the, uh, I, the I, Night I, King. I get all that. Uh, I, I, I'm saying I don't think she's right. I think John is right in his prioritization of the uh, uh, allocation of resources to the war against the White Walkers uh, as opposed to uh, worrying about Cersei right now. I'm not saying that Cersei's no threat at all at any time. I'm saying right now they need to marshal their sources to uh, fight this incoming army from the north. And to be honest, I don't know what the hell she saw. Um, Cersei was a vicious bitch while she was there, but she wasn't exactly a political mastermind. I don't know uh, uh, what your, her perspective would be of Cersei's. Uh, um, to be honest, I think, I she, think she, she is a political mastermind because she got her son on the throne, which ultimately got her on the throne. After a whole she, bunch of people died, yeah. Well, not no, no. She she had already gotten Joffrey on the throne, and then she got Tommen on the throne. So she was already got them on the throne. Um, then, well, they, but they were a little. Well, know. that's just right of secession. That's how that works. Right. So, right. so her one son took the throne, got yeah. murdered because he's an asshole. Uh, her next son took the throne, killed himself because of what she did, and then she stole the throne. Is how that went. No, she didn't steal the throne. She, she he, absolutely he stole the fucking throne. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. But there was no other Lannisters or, or Baratheons, so she just said, "I'll take it." Except yeah. for Jim, and, and just everybody was too scared shitless to do anything about it. Well, that's how dictators take over, right? Exactly. Yes. So, uh, all right. So. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, either way, 
I see your point, Mike, is what did she see? Yeah, who knows what she saw? But she obviously thinks Cersei is, is smarter than what we you assume Cersei is. So, well, she certainly sees she's vicious and dangerous. I don't think there's any question about that. But, uh, you know, Cersei is cruel, but the, the Night King doesn't, doesn't care. No, he, no, he, right. you're, you're, you're an insect to be swatted away. Right, right, yeah. Well, the, Night King, well, the Night King, he's just misunderstood. Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm going to say, is that, is that <laughs> he, he looks at humans as, as just animals to hunt. He does, I mean, if he, does, he doesn't consider humans equal, so therefore he would, he's not necessarily wrong in his, his, his belief system if we happen to be a white walker. Right, but can I also just point out the absolute dumbest thing that Sansa said in this episode? What what, what happened? The absolute the absolute stupidest thing that Sansa said the entire episode, possibly the stupidest thing anyone said is in, said in the entire series. Wow, what's that? Yeah, I what have, is it? I have Brienne to protect me. Yeah, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? <laughs> everyone went to Runley. Oh, everyone she protects thighs. I mean, it's... that's a fair point, Mike. That is an excellent, excellent observation. That's true. Yeah. God bless Brienne. She tries. She tries real hard. <laughs> she gets she and, and, points for effort. And Giant Spain tries real hard, too, I'll tell you that. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> Those eyes, oh, my God. It just kills More fan service. More fan I, service. Yeah, I think he's, so, like, he's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see, is the gift there yet? <laughs> I have to think someone's already screen capped for that, right? Uh, maybe, maybe. All right, so let's, let's talk about uh, Baelish and uh, Brienne. Oh. Uh, talk with, with no, no, but with them talking to Santa because uh, this is an yeah. extension. But what do you mean, Billish is the best? He's awesome. You mean if by the best you mean the worst? Then yes. Well, he, he's he's a uh, he's as he's, he's a perv trying to manipulate a younger woman uh, with his lies so he can get the throne. Well, it depends on your definition of all these things because Mike, you posted <laughs> you mean article. like actual definitions. Well, Mike posted an excellent article, which is he's a true man of the people, and and he rose to... Well, he's not a true royalist. He's not one of these scumbags that that just say, oh, I'm in power. Whoa, 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 whoa. Baelish is a scumbag if ever a scumbag there was, all right? He's completely out for himself and nobody else. They all are, though, because none of them should be in power. They're all... Yeah, but he's particularly slimy. That's true, that's true, that's true. But he's awesome. His character's the best. <laughs> the bad guys in this show are the best. I miss... He is one of the bad guys! Right, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I miss okay. some of the good... Yeah, all right, no, right, 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 read the article. Um, it's it's a tongue-in-cheek article from National Review, but it's basically the argument that, you know, he's, you know, that, that he's not a lord, that he, that he worked hard to get everything he got, and yeah, he did it as an evil asshole, but they're all evil assholes. So why not a self-made evil asshole? Right, exactly. one, one who, who who will you know who has shown competence in you know his in his in his duties, and only been undermined by the people on the throne. And, and to be honest, I, I would not doubt if he was on the throne, he would not be a malevolent dictator. He's a scumbag to get there, but once he got there, I doubt he would be a tyrant to his people. I have no idea how you know that. 
I'm just guessing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, it can't be worse than any of the rest, I'll tell you that. I mean, they're all living in fucking swamps and shit. To hell with them. I'd, I'd, I'd rebel over all of them. But the hell with these, these monarch bullshit. They're idiots. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, but um, so Baelish is still trying to get Sansa to be whatever. Give it and, up. He's trying to get Sansa to give it up. Let's be honest. Yes, yes. The, the best line of the, the episode uh, when Brienne goes, what does he want? And then she says, she says, oh, I know what he wants. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right between, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah. And he ain't getting shit. Right, right. I also, uh, I also as, as much as I dislike Sansa, I did enjoy the line. Oh, well, that's oh, heresy. Uh, heresy. No, it's not. It's what I've been saying for the last three years. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy her line. Oh, Baelish, don't insist on having the last word. I'll assume it was something clever. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. That's why Sansa rules, Eric. You're going to get on board, Team Sansa. That's when she had one good moment out of her, all of her shitty moments. Oh, for crying out loud. Like, costing the she, lives of hundreds and hundreds of people during the Battle of the Bastards if she just told Jon Snow that help was on the way. Eric, you're, you're spoiling it. You're spoiling everything. I mean, her, her, her one good moment is being a catty bitch. I mean, God, Gimpy. Oh, never God. saw that from a teenage girl before. Oh, that was that was good, Phil. I'll give you that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. And to use the word spoiling instead of ruining, it just makes right. me even better. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, anyway. Right. So so uh yeah, so Baelish gets put in this place again and uh and that is that. Um all right, so now we, we go to Cersei's. Let's go to Cersei's and Jane. Oh Cersei. Oh, she's awesome too. Nuka No man, she's uh she's not right in the head. I like how you put it. She's just not right in the head. Well, no, no, like, and like, Jamie comes in. and She's like, "Are you mad?" She's like, "No, I'm not mad, but maybe we should talk about our son that committed suicide." She's like, "Oh no, I don't want to talk about that." He betrayed us. <laughs> he betrayed us. It's like what? And then, then she goes. The best line though was was uh, are you angry at me or something and he goes no and he goes then are you scared of me and, and she he goes should, should I, I be, be? <laughs> right <laughs> she's just she is she can't see she can't see straight uh because i mean jamie's actually giving her some really good reality checks during this scene uh she's like we have enemies to the south we have enemies to the east we have enemies to the west and we have enemies to the north Kill them all! And he's like, um, wait, hang on. Uh, the supply chain, feed the army. Uh, yeah, there's the, uh, we can't, we can't, we can't do all that, not at the same time. Well, well actually what he said, what it was, was I'm the queen of the seven kingdoms. It's like, no, three, three. maybe three. You got maybe three. And then, but then he said, well, where should we go first? And he says, well, we need food. They have food. Go get food. Yeah, yeah the Tullys have food. Not, uh, not the Tullys, the, the, the flower people. What are they called again? Uh, <laughs> um, right. 
Terrells. Uh, Terrells. The Terrells. The yeah, the Terrells have, have the have the livestock and the food, and and they don't like us. <laughs> oh, the best though was Cersei's how she she talks about her enemies. She goes, "Well, the, oh, Lady Olana, that cunt, and Sansa, that whore." <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, oh, come on! Now she's uh, like, this is just like children to her. Like she's like a child. You know, it's like, oh, well, good boy. And calling Sansa, you know, I, I, like, I'm definitely not Team Sansa, but to be fair, call, calling Sansa a whore is really kind of unfair. I don't think she's given it up willingly yet. <laughs> well, well, she doesn't I, I, know that. She thinks she gave it up to um, Bolton. No, to, to, to oh, Joffrey. No, no um, uh, Tyrion. No, she didn't. Oh, you're right. That's right. She didn't, but she she doesn't know that. Oh, I guess, yeah. Right, right. I guess, but either way, it's not even like she may not even believe it, but it's just something that you would say about your enemy. That's what I think. That's what I think she's doing. Like that cunt, that whore, that this. All I'm saying is that of all the negative things, of all the negative things I have to say about Sansa, that she is a whore isn't one of them. (laughs) <laughs> right there you go. Right, right. In other words, if if Jamie was on the enemy side and she was talking to Braun, she would go that that one handed freak. That's yeah. You know, that's that's the type of stuff that that she was basically <laughs> no, saying. I, I get your point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all just bullshit. But 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 the, the oh, the best line was was the was Jamie talking about the phrase and like they're all wiped out now, and whoever did that isn't going to be on our side. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and then and then the great choice. They're a bunch of losers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, and that brings us to the scene in the throne room. Right, uh, right. where oh god, uh, I hate Euron so much. I, I, and you know what's I, funny, Eric? You're in the minority because online everybody's saying Euron's the best now. He's like a superhero. No, he's trying to be the best, but he's not. He's trying to be an overrun replacement, and he's not that fucking cool. He's just not. I don't know, Eric. I no, know. I he's getting really not. A little bit there. He's just he a was, fucking gonna, loser. I was getting oh, a little I hate him. him. I hate him. Mike, what's your opinion? Do you think he's going to be the new cult hero in the show? Oh, he's not going to be cult. He's a dick. But I think I I laughed. I thought he was. I thought it was kind of funny. He was saying things that I was that you weren't really expecting. Right, right. Um, like that jab at Jamie about having both hands. That was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, and he goes, they said, well, you killed your brother. He goes, oh, you should do that, too. It, was good, it felt good. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. <laughs> and I don't know if he, if he was referring to, about Jamie or Tyrion or both, or, but it doesn't matter. Just kill them all. It's, it's what he's saying. I don't know. I just hope he dies. Oh, come on. He's awesome. He's the best. He's, he's going to be the fucking cannon. I don't yeah, like him. Just, I all he's the... doing is detracting from all the other plot lines that I care about. Uh, he, dude, he's going to be on the Iron Throne at the end, I'm telling you. Fuck that. He's going to fight dragons. Well, that's what I think is going to happen. But, but to be so. honest, is he any. Why is he a bad guy? Because, all right, he killed a scumbag uh, king, right? He threw him all over the. the bridge, which is fine, because the guy was a loser and a scumbag, but... <laughs> so it's, it's okay to kill your brother. Well, what if, it, it, well, well, if, if your brother's insane and, and a psychopath and, a, a, and disowns and, and his own... And he's not? Well, that's a fair point. That's a fair <laughs> point. But, but at least... 
And then but, after, but he after, seems like a good leader. He seems like he's just to his people, even though he, he thinks they're filled. in the middle of the king's moot, and it's like I should rule because I have a cock. And uh, yeah, then he's like, "Where are my niece and nephew? Let's go and, murder them." That's exactly what he fucking said. And, Where and, are my niece and nephew? Let's go murder them. In fairness, he said, "I should rule because I have a cock." And most of the people went. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's a good, good argument. I like well, that. Yes, they're all too. <laughs> it's, it's no worse. Or be- he, it's no better or worse than anybody else because they're all fucking shouldn't I, be the leader because they're all. I would, I would, and he's not even following his own plan. His plan was, oh well, I'll take my cock since it's what's making me worthy of ruling, uh, and go and and give my cock to Daenerys. And once she has my cock, I'll have her dragons. But he goes to Cersei instead, so he can't even stick with a plan. He's a fucking but, loser. But, well, he can't change the plan because he lost the ships to his sister, has already signed up with Daenerys. He's got to go to the other team. Right, and you predicted that, Mike. i, I got to give you right. gibs on that. And, and I also got to say, awesome ships. Love the Kraken theme. Great, nice. Like oh, the awesome. They're good-looking ships. Awesome. I'll say good-looking that. ships. Absolutely awesome ships. He knows his audience, right? He knows, <laughs> that, he knows, he knows that if he wants to be king, he's got to play the cock card. Yeah, he's I am the, not he's, Team Urine. He, he's he's P.T. Barnum. He loves this. This is his thing. Fuck this guy. No, this guy's the best, Eric. Come on, get on board. Urine. He's a pool of urine. Dude, this guy is going to be awesome. Urine! After this, I, I agree until this scene. But prior, prior to that, I was like, this guy's stupid. But this scene redeems this, this, him. This seems makes him awesome. that he's stupid because he's trying to be as cool as Prince Oberon. He's just not. Oh come on, he is. The guy's he's trying to be an old oh, no. replacement, and he's not that. No, cool. he's no, he isn't. But he no, he's a different. He's 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 smarmy. He's supposed to be smarmy, which I right. so I so I that's what his character is supposed to be. He's a character that I that you can love to hate, and now that's where right. I'm going to go with that. And that's what I'm doing. I'm loving. <laughs> and who cares if it, Eric? Who cares if he he wanted to kill Theon? Theon's a piece of garbage. He's not dead yet, and I want him dead. <laughs> but but it, it's oh geez. Not Dad, Dad. Dad. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair I enough. think Eric uh, has has some issues. Yes. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, you don't even know the half of it. But we're just talking about Game of Thrones tonight. <laughs> you're just like Cersei's. You're unhinged. <laughs> you're gonna marry her now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, um, so what do we think the the thing is? Basically, um, she she rejects his proposal, but he says that I'll win your hand because I'll bring you a gift. What is the gift? Some people are saying that I it's it's Tyrion. Some are saying that it's the horn, some horn that will control dragons. Some are saying that it's something else. What what do you think? Are you going to say? I, I don't think it's the horn. Uh, I think uh, he has in mind either Tyrion or Daenerys's head. That would be awesome because I hate those characters. Well, that's well, why you're Tyrion. wrong. No, Tyrion's okay, but I can't stand <laughs> Daenerys. Can't stand. But I'm in the minority. I, I, I admit it. You are. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think he's gonna possibly do that. What do you think, Mike? Do you think it's uh, one of those things, or is it something else, or what? Well, I don't think he's going to be successful in bringing anybody's head if it's anyone that we know and love. Um, I would not surprise me. Speak though, for yourself. I don't love Tyr- uh, Daenerys. I I don't, but I would not surprise me if he tried to bring alive Tyrion. Okay. Um, oh, imagine if she does what she did to the shame woman to Tyrion. 
And so the mountains mounts Tyrion. Oh, we haven't seen her yet. You think she's still in the dungeon? Possibly. Being oh, raised yeah. by Zombie Mountain. Oh my God, that's her. Yeah, yeah, that's I forgot about that. <laughs> Imagine that could be Tyrion's right. Oh man, Jesus! I hope that's, not. That's terrible. No wonder why they call him the Mountain because he mounts. Oh. Oh, bad. That's bad. Yeah, that was not funny. Um, all right, so we assume that he's going after somebody. Yes. Or okay. I don't think it's an actual thing. I'll say that. Right. I don't think I don't think he had an object in mind. I think it's uh, a person. A person, okay. Yeah, it'll be curious. So again, this is we only got seven episodes this season. We only got six more. I doubt they're gonna skip things a lot. So we'll know pretty soon what what it is, and will he be successful? Will be another curiosity. I, I assume he's going to be somewhat successful because I can't believe they would just suddenly write him out and all his ships get sunk. So I I hope they all go up in a blaze. Well, and he's become a cult hero now. He's like a fan favorite. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, so uh, anything else about urine and Cersei's and Jamie? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, we just we did just that. Uh, just that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Cersei is not using the same crown uh, that has been used in the past. I think she had a new crown fashion for herself in black. Oh, interesting. Um, also, I noticed uh, two other characters that were not in this episode. One was uh, her hand, whatever his name is. What's that guy's name? Curing or Kyburn. Kyburn. Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, Braun, he's awesome too. And he wasn't. The mountain got. Is it me or did the mountain get new armor? You got new armor. He got okay. new armor at the end of last season. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great thing when Yorin uh, takes a step up the steps and and uh, to be you know to be a wise ass, and uh-huh. then the mountain takes a step and stops him, and he goes, All right, and he takes. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> fuck with the mountain either. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just testing to see what would happen to. Well, but he found out. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, fortunately, no sand snakes. That was good. Um, now, oh, it's this hound. We got to talk about hound and all the, the hound, the banners. My, my favorite line oh. in this episode we came from the hound because uh, it's something I would say. It's when they're riding in the snow and he's being all grumpy, and then Derek Bart, uh, what's his name, Derek? Derek. Uh, Barrick Dundarian, yeah, that's Barrick. it. I always, I always wanted to be. Barrick. I know what line you're going to say. It's an awesome line. But go uh, ahead. He goes, "Why are you always such a in such a foul mood?" And the hound goes, "Experience." Experience. <laughs> oh, see, I, that wasn't the one I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say when uh, the priest goes, uh, "It's bad weather," and he goes, "Oh, you're, I, I'm sure you really needed to use your magic to figure that out." <laughs> ah, well, that's how it all started. <laughs> that, that was a good one too. Oh, but experience. I was just like, oh, that's so something I would say. Oh, that's awesome. It is awesome. He's the best. The hound is the best. Um, then they come upon the house of... Because, you know, they gave us the little... Uh, previously on Game of Thrones at the beginning, and one of the things they showed is when Arya and the hound were on their little adventure, uh, when the hound killed that dude and took his silver, and they're back at that house. That's this house that they come upon is where he killed that guy. Uh, and his and his little girl and took their silver. Well, he, uh, he didn't kill them. He left them to to have no money and food. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he effectively killed them. 
But, yeah, uh, he was indirectly the, the reason they died, yeah. yeah. Well, he was under the opinion they were going to die anyway. I know he was. Yes. But yes, he's he a changed yeah. man since then. Uh, and yes, now so. actually feels bad about it. Right, right. Because um, it's a terrible thing what happens because they, they find the the man, the elderly, the not elderly, middle aged man and his daughter murdered. Uh, not murdered, but they were obviously starving, and it appears they suicided because they were doomed. And rather than starving to death, they took their lives. And the hound feels terrible about it because he feels indirectly responsible or directly responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into that, um, there's, a, there's an inter- interesting scene where he's talking about. Uh, these people who are dead, and to the leader of the the banner people without banners, saying stuff like, um, "Why? What's this this fire god all into you for?" And the guy says, "I have no idea why." He goes, "You're just an average person. You're nothing special about you, and yet they keep on bringing you back from the dead." And the guy says, "Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what the god wants from me too." There's a rumor that I've been reading recently that he may be the final hero of the entire book series and the entire television series. Uh, That fire person that the Red Witch always talks about that she thought Stannis was is actually this guy. And this is the guy that's going to save everybody in the end. So it's like a wild card character similar to Gendry or someone like that that's going to be the real hero at the end of the the show. Does anybody know what I'm talking about, or, or think this may be possible? I guess it's possible, but I'm not going to buy it that they're going to toss over everything they've done in the series so far to end up with this guy that had a couple of episodes back in season two, and we saw nothing of for the next three and a half seasons, and he gets a quick drive-by in season six, and now he's going to end up being you know, the big hero, I, I don't find that likely. Uh, it, it, if, if it does, it's, it's a curiosity, right? Because you would think if he was, they would have just had, he would have been focused on a lot, similar to Sansa or someone else. But not being the case, it, it is a curiosity. So you're thinking that it may not be, even if he may play an important part, it may not be that final hero part. Right, he will, he, he has to play an important part because it doesn't make sense for the Lord of Light to keep bringing him back for something that's unimportant. Right. Right, so I'm sure he's going to have a reason. Right. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is curious. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't really know either, Mike. Um, it, I, I would love it if something like that happened because it would be something unexpected and the character isn't anybody that um, we have prejudgment on. In other words, he's not like a cult hero character like Arya, but he's not a hated character either like Cersei's. So I could see people suddenly getting on board with him if he became a major importance in the next 13 episodes or 12 episodes left. Um, But it's probably unlikely, but it would be kind of cool. Or he could be the compromise figure where everybody wants the Iron Throne at the end uh, out of our main characters and they all back up and give uh, give it to him at the end if they finally do destroy the, all the evil in the world, including you know Cersei's and the Night King and whatever. 
So I could see that where he may not be an important factor in the the main storyline, but he could be the compromising figure at the end of the story where he could land up on something like the throne or something um, as a uniting force because he is not uh, controversial like any of the other characters like Daenerys or Jon Snow or whoever. That may I, had be. Step, I had to step away for a minute. Are you still talking about Beric Dundarian? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like uh, he could play some sort of role because uh, he had a prominent uh, shot in the uh, trailer for the season. Right, that's a good point. Um, now, uh, let's talk about uh, the Hound and the Priest because the Priest and the, this, the leader of the Banners tells him to look into the fire. And I was really interested by this because uh, it's the first time that a non-believer has seen something in the flames, right? At least in the show, yeah, that, that we've been following. That's true, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was kind of fascinating that even though he's uh, not only not a follower of the Lord of Light, but a downright skeptic, that he still saw the vision. Well, you know what? It's a, a fair point, Eric, but... I mean, if you're a religious person, whether it's a Christian or, or Muslim or whatever, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are, quote-unquote, atheistic, and then something happens in their life and they become very religious, and they become a believer. So I could see someone that it doesn't necessarily believe, suddenly believe, especially if this God actually does exist and isn't just a figment or created by man. So if this, per, this God does exist... Even a non-believer could be touched by um, by him or her, and so I could see someone like the Hound, if he has been chosen, to suddenly say, "Oh my God, it's real," and and then become a believer. Okay. I, I mean, I'm sure you've heard these stories, right? Where you know people who are non-believers suddenly believe in God because for whatever Something reason. Happens, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that could be the case. Um, what do you think, Mike? What say you? I'll be here oh, to say what say I, you. I don't know if the hound could be a believer if he tried. Um, <laughs> right. But he, but he no, did something. Yeah, he did. I think that's that's the thing. My, my sense has been all along that these characters, or at least the ones that we've been seeing, that are followers of the Lord of Light, have seen something to make them believers. They didn't start out as people who love the Lord of Light and then got a cookie because they were, you know, because <laughs> they were believers. And so he said, here's a vision for you. Cause you believe in me. I think it was the, I think it was more the other way around that it was, uh, I'm going to give you a little miracle and, yep. and, and then that'll turn you into being a believer. And I'm going to let you have the power to bring this guy back and that'll help spread his word. So he's, you know, whatever the, the deal is with the Lord of light, it's a, this is the sort of thing where I feel like, if this was another franchise, you know, that this would be setting up the villain for the next season mm -hmm. or down the road. This was supposed to be the big bad that, you know, the Lord of Light, would, you know, is manipulating all the stuff behind the scenes. And after they deal with the throne and after they deal with the walkers, then they're going to have to deal with the Lord of Light. Right. Makes but sense. I don't I, but I don't I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um Right, I'm thinking that 
the Lord of Light is actually working on the good side, especially after the rumors are that the, this guy that keeps on being brought back, the leader of the banner, is maybe a, a bigger hero than we thought. Yeah, but I think that a lot of that stuff is that people have assholes and they like to talk out of them. That'd be, that'd be my guess. Reddit and Red Bulls? It's mm. possible, yeah. 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 Now, again, it's also a case of that maybe something that happens in the book, because uh, Martin did say that there is a big twist in the book that's not going to be on the show because either the character's not in the show or is not that important in the show. Yeah, like so, uh, the Griff. Or something like that, yeah. So that may be it. Um, the Griff. Sorry, just like saying that. All right. I just like, I just like saying the Griff. Sorry. Okay, so... Yeah, I think the whole idea here is now, so now we've got the Hound, who sees the win- the winter guys are coming, sees this, the walkers are coming. Question is, how is he going to respond to this? How is, he going to re- how is he going to react to the visions? Will he be a changed man? Or will he say, Rylord's a fucking cunt? Well, I think, I think he may be a changed man, because the next very scene is him burying the dead. Yeah, it's a different change. That's a that's still a, I feel like a dick for the stuff I've done, but he still doesn't seem like the guy who's ready to take up arms for a cause. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. not, but I think he's uh, he's willing to continue to travel with uh, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a, it's an interesting storyline, and what he sees we haven't even mentioned, but it's very interesting too. Is the White Walkers he sees coming? And they actually are going around the wall rather than through the wall, mm-hmm. uh, which was I thought was pretty cool. And and sim- in other words, they're doing what Stannis did basically, which is go around the, the wall instead of uh-huh. through the wall. And um, which would make sense if they were at Hardholm. Yeah, well, exactly. That's where the last time we saw them because that's on the east coast of the Westeros. Uh, on the other side of the wall, and so they just follow the, the the sea down. They come to the wall, and they just go around the wall that way, and mm-hmm. and it appears that's what's going to happen based off of this vision, assuming that it's true. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, now that that's the case, I think now the Hound believes that the White Walkers do exist, and it's not just a legend. Right. Um, all right. So, anything else about the Hound and his? <laughs> I just uh, no, they they already posted a quote on IMDb from this episode <laughs> between the Hound and Beric Dondarrion. The Hound says, "It's my fucking luck. I end up with a band of fire worshippers." <laughs> Beric Dondarrion says, "Almost seems like divine justice." And the Hound says, "There's no divine justice, you dumb cunt. If there was, you'd be dead, and that girl would be alive." That's right, and, and 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 to be honest, it's true. Yep. You know because yep. you know the the other guy. Not that he's a bad guy, but he died in battle, and when you die, you die. Uh, yep. Um, not yeah. this show. Nope. Nope. Um. So let's see what else. Um. Any any other characters we we forgot besides the ending scene? Anyone? Sam. Anyone? Well, yeah, we forgot about that. that was, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. There's a lot it of was shit. gross. A lot of shit. 
Uh, no, basically, we get a montage of Sam going about his duties at the Citadel, which are you not said duty. Glamorous. I did say duty, and there is duty involved. Uh, no pun intended. He oh, needs a lot of duty. No pun intended. Bedpans. Bed it was actually absolutely intended. Um, <laughs> and uh, eventually, he gets a hold of an important piece of information that there may be dragon glass under dragon stone. Uh, and writes a note to Jon Snow. So he is setting up the uh, meeting between Jon Snow and uh, Danny. So that'll be awesome. Another thing in this, I, yeah. I, I want to ask you guys about this. Uh, one of his duties is to go uh, it again. feed the prisoners. Um, or I don't know if they're prisoners or not. I, but there's the one I dude in the cell. There's that one dude in the cell who reaches out with his arm and asks him if there's been any word and if, if Danny has has arrived yet. And he's like, well, I haven't heard anything. And goes like, all right. And goes pulls his arm back in. Do we know who the fuck that was? I'll tell you the truth, Eric. We do because I listened to a podcast this afternoon and someone had closed caption on and it said okay. it said Jora colon and then it's the speech. Jorah! Ah, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Jorah's colon spoke? <laughs> well, <laughs> technically, there was a lot of colons speaking in this episode, but, but not, not Jorah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that poor old guy. Who so is Jorah in there? Okay, he's... he's uh, okay. Yeah, what, yeah that's what I said. Looking for a cure. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was based off his voice and his profile, but then... If you watch it with closed caption based off of what I heard on a podcast today, and I forget the name of the podcast because I listened to like five different Game of Thrones podcasts this afternoon while working. Um, one of them said um, exactly that. They had the closed caption on our mistake. And and then it said Jorah. So, okay, cool. Yep. So Jorah Mormont is at the is Citadel. Citadel because he must know or remember or know something about... Um, how they cured uh, Stannis's daughter, so that's why he probably went there. Gotcha. Uh, there's rumors now that that may he may actually be released by Sam. This is a complete conjecture by various people I've read that Sam and him may head north, so he, he could bring Sam back to Winterfell with this information, and. Then they're going to meet up with the Red Witch, and the Red Witch is going to cure them. Hmm. Was it the Red Witch that cured Shireen? I don't think so. Me neither. How did Shireen I think it was get the cured? Meisters. It was the Meisters. Okay, so that's why he had the Citadel. Yeah. Gotcha. So, anyway, but um, it, yeah, the whole thing was interesting. So, what, what did you guys think of this whole thing? Also, the, a lot of podcasts I listened to today said. It was no big deal that Sam found out that Dragonstone had obsidian because Stannis said it back on season two that this place is all it is is made out of obsidian. Well, and that's not the that's not the important part. The important part is that John is going to know. Right, and then he's going to meet up with Daenerys. Hopefully, they, we had that scene earlier where he declared that that uh, dragon glass is now more valuable than gold. So once he finds out that there might be some at Dragonstone. He's going to go there, uh, and I think we'll we'll have a. Uh, he's going to he's going to siege the, the fort and kill everybody. <laughs> that doesn't seem like his style to me. So no, no, and you know what? I I know how they're going to 
prevent a war when he does arrive. Tyrion knows so that John. Cersei will already be dead because Danny will have torched King's Landing. No, I'm thinking it's, uh, Tor- uh, Tyrion knows Jon Snow personally from season one. Oh, that's and, true. And he will uh, introduce them, to, and, and so there won't be any problems. That's a great point, Phil. So that'll be curious to see if that when and if that happens. And you're right. Will we'll she already attack King's Landing before Jon Snow and she meet, too? That'll Hopefully, be by that point, uh, Cersei and Euron will both be dead. Right. Here's and, my and, question. Yeah. yeah, go on, Mike. I was just going to say that, that Baelish will, will probably take over by then, but go on. <laughs> it wouldn't put it past him. Here's my question. Um, what, the, what What is Daenerys going to do when when Sir Jorah shows up again? Be happy? Is mm-hmm. it, or was he, did he, is he out of his exile? Yes. He yeah, is. Re- remember, oh, okay. she accepted yeah. him back and gave him an order as his queen. Uh, Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. To be honest, um, I, I would I would support Jorah for leader. He would be all right on the throne, I think. Ah. I think Jor I think he's best as an advisor. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Jamie then. I want Jamie to be on the front throne. He's awesome. Uh, no, I think ja- I I think I think Jamie is good as a fashion model. I, I don't think Jamie would want to be on the throne. He's, I, I agree. I think he thinks it's all shit. You're absolutely right, yeah. there. That's a good point. Um, yeah. It'd be, uh, it'd be, it'd be kind of like putting Braun on the throne. It just... Uh... I don't think it's the same. I think Jamie Jamie's good. I, I mentioned how he easily got the Tullys to resign and all this other stuff, and he put people in line, like the phrase and all that, but I don't think he's a moron like you think he is. No, I don't think... It's not, not that he's a moron. I just don't think he... I don't, one, it's not really where his talents are suited, but I don't think he, it's the kind of thing they would be comfortable with doing. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. I don't think so either. Um, so, anything else on the episode that we missed? Or predictions based off of this episode? Well, we haven't talked about Danny. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Danny's I think she's- got a war room. Danny's got a war room. <laughs> I think Danny will brush the sand off of her shoes and dust that room when she gets a chance. You know, immediately. That's the first first order of business. Way too much dust in that room. Well, <laughs> you know what is hilarious about this is that when Stannis was there, it was dark and dank, and, uh, and, and the weather was always bad, and it was always filmed at night. While when she's there, it's broad daylight and beautiful. And it's kind of funny. Oh, and they highlight it. This is, this is what I thought was interesting, that... They give you establishing shots. The whole thing is to, right. here is Dragonstone. Here is the corridor. Here is the throne room. Here is the balcony that someone's going to get thrown off at some point. You know, here is you know, the map room. Here's all this, we have been here. It's like it's a new place, and it's introducing all this choreography for us to see and enjoy the whole thing. When before it was like, Oh, it's season two. Here's some new people. We're going to throw them here in this new place you've never seen before. You don't need to know too much about it. So I have a feeling we're getting set up for some sort of pitched battle there. Because that that would be an, one re- way to show off all that geography so we know where what, what is what. And right. That, that just, that's just a, a thought of mine. If something's going to happen there. No, they were, they were definitely deliberately setting up the geography of the place. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I, I can see that, Mike. Um, makes sense. Um, 
what it'll be, who knows? Um, it could be something like Jamie is forced to send a troop there, or Euron is sent is there, or someone's going to get there. You said that wrong. It's urine. <laughs> right, right. And uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be curious. I, I'm, I'm still thinking Jamie's going to switch sides soon, too. I think he's going to switch sides. Uh, I don't think. He, I don't, I don't think, he's think gonna, it's going to be immediate, but I think he might eventually. Yeah, I mean, some people. I think like, eventually he'll be like, uh, "Hey, bro, remember when I let you out of the prison? Uh, cool if I come hang." <laughs> or, 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 or Brienne will bring him up to Winterfell. Oh, maybe, I'm, maybe. I'm, th- I'm thinking he dies tragically with his sister, and upon hearing this, Brienne slumps, weeps. Then looks over to her left and says, "So, Podrick, want to show me what you got?" <laughs> or, or, or Giant's Bane. She'll, she'll say, "All right, I'll go with this." This well, Podrick's got the magic cup. <laughs> yes, he oh, does. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I had to explain conversation between him and Bron last season. <laughs> He's making fun of Podrick and his magic cock. He's like, "Would you fuck her? I'd fuck her." Podrick's wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the locker room talk. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah, I had students talking about Podrick. I had to explain the whole thing to them. What? That's not your job. You no, had to explain it, what to them? The whole thing. Three. Oh, 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 they couldn't. Are you they, kidding they, me? They, that... they, could, they couldn't figure it out. How do, how do you, you, don't you have high school students? Yeah. Oh my God, that's bad. <laughs> that they, they, they couldn't figure out. System. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't figure out, especially when it's sex joke and they can't figure it out. I mean, they, they can't come even up, figure out what school. it means when a whore gives you a yeah. refund. <laughs> well, they, they thought they meant it was he was bad. It's like no, mm. no. Oh my God, that, that's that's pathetic. Oh my God, that's terrible. I mean, us high school kids, those are those are. The good old days, we knew all that stuff, and they they don't know what they're doing. Jesus! Back in that. my day, we knew all about whores. <laughs> That's right. You know, for Christ's sake. Oh just... shit! Oh good. Uh, we heard legends at the very least. They 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 have the internet, <laughs> right? So they they really haven't had to use any of their imagination. <laughs> right. So, all right. So, uh, anything else that we wanted to bring up about this episode? Did we miss anything or any further things we wanted to guess based off of the setups? Uh, uh, I still don't know where the fuck Brand storyline is headed. I'm I'm thinking, just... I, well, you know what, Eric? Based off of uh, the trailer, and again, folks don't always follow the trailer, but I'm thinking he's going to head to Winterfell and he's going to tell John that you're a t- half Targaryen. And that's when they're all going to rebel against them based off of the trailer, right? They were saying, we're not going to be ruled by a Targaryen. Uh, I swear that was one of the lines from the trailer. I missed that. Yeah. And so I, I don't know what's going to... Again, though, you know, these trailers, they trick you and they cut and spice and all that crap. Yeah, so. they could be talking about Danny. That's true. Exactly. So uh, I don't know. That's that's a good question. But I'm, th- I'm assuming he's going to go to Winterfell and he's going to tell John that you're not Ned's son but your Ned's sister's son and who who had an affair with a Targaryen mm. 
You're still a, he's still a bastard because right because t- the Targaryen was already married to someone else. So uh, what mar- do you think the reaction of all the people there is going to be when Bran shows up? Are they still going to want to follow Jon as King of the North, or are they going to follow Bran, a uh, weird mm-hmm. kid in a wheelchair? <laughs> well, Eric, <laughs> Eric that's he, a good because question. Because he's the actual blood heir of, of Ned Stark. No, is, isn't Sansa older than Bran? doesn't matter. Yes. It's, all, it's the patriarchy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so they would they would go to the the boys before the girls. Gotcha. Right. So, th- so they're not as as uh, what we call um, um, uh, progressive, a- a- no. progressive no. as the as the British Empire just changed like two years ago, where they said the firstborn rather than firstborn boy. Oh, did they? I didn't. Yeah, that. they changed. Uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. How yeah. progressive they have changed. The rule of succession in their fucking monarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the monarchy. That was great, Mike. That was was great. So, oh, it's another four hundred years from now, maybe they'll. All right. Anyhow, it's uh. (laughs) Yeah, I still think I look. I think people. People will accept their leaders that the leaders that they want, and then they'll justify it later. And if they have a choice. Between a whiny girl and a crippled boy, or a bastard, you got forgot. You can't. You have to. You have to throw and, the bad world and, up for him. No, too. no, 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 no. And the ruggedly handsome, the, black. the the ruggedly handsome, <laughs> res- recently resurrected liberator of Winterfell. Oh, that's right. He's got the whole resurrection thing going for Absolutely. him. Absolutely, and he did not betray the Black Watch. He, his, he, you have a, you are have your oath until you die. He died. Yes, his watch is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, he 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 let the wildlings through. You weren't supposed to. I'm not saying that wasn't right. Wait, who says? It, Where's that written? I, I think it's written somewhere, right? That the Where? wildlings. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the, no, the political. They're, they're supposed to uh, protect doctrines. the realm. That's. I think that's the phrase that's been used: is protect the realm. Uh, he brought well, the wildlings through to protect the realm from the White Walkers. Yeah, so but he was doing his job. Aren't the White Walkers technically part of the realm and should be respected and have votes? No, too? they're not people. They are undead. Not the White Walkers. They're actually living beings. I, I disagree. They were created by the 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 children of the the, the woods or whatever they call them. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. I think that might have happened I don't think before there was a realm. Be- I think that might have happened before there was a realm to be part of. <laughs> True. True, but but it's similar to uh, native folk who, if, if, if foreign people come in, you are annexed and you become part of. You get rights too. Benjamin said something along the lines of when when he couldn't go through the wall that there was it was warded against the undead. And that's why he couldn't go through because he had yeah. started the transformation into a White Walker, and couldn't uh, go through. Oh, interesting. That's a good question. Then, yeah, I don't know. I, I might, I might be rem- misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure he said something. I, I, yeah, he, I swear I remember him using the word undead. He, you're right, but is he, is he a partially a White Walker then? Yeah, he started to transform, yeah, yeah. and the and the children of the uh, uh, what are they called? The children of the forest. 
Is it the Children of the or Forest? Something like that. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the Children of the Forest. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, they stopped the process in the middle. Oh, so okay. he still he still has his personality. He's still Benjamin, uh, but he's awfully blue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Interesting. All right. All right. Huh. But 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 being undead, shouldn't you still have rights? Because you're still no. an individual. No, Phil, you don't have rights if you're undead. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that's equal yeah, that's rights fair, for zombies. Equal rights for zombies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. All right, all right. I think they've misunderstood myself. But uh huh. <laughs> um. All right, so. I think that's it. Uh, any, anything else? Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? Fuck right. that no. guy. I am uh, posting a link to Facebook called Game uh, to an article. Game of Thrones are the Stark men just stupid? <laughs> I think they are. I mean, Sansa summed it up perfectly. She goes, Rob and Ned, you know, they, they were stupid. Even though I loved them and they were honorable people, they were stupid. They don't know how to play the game. Right. They did not know how to play the game. And so the question is, will John do the same? Because people will say, well, he's half Tar- he's really a Targaryen, but he's only half Targaryen. He's half well, Targaryen. And, and the other thing is, I do think he's shown a proclivity to be very Ned-like. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like he almost killed everybody when, when he did that stupid thing with Ramsay uh, at the battle. And, you know, he, he ran out into the field, and he should have not done that. That was a- after after Sansa gave him the one good piece of advice she had, which is don't do what he wants you to do. That was good advice, but he did what he what Ramsey wanted him to do. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And 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 he had to crawl out of a pile of bodies. Right. Right. Yes. What yes. was all that fucking little punk ass bitches' fault? What's his name? The kid we never saw until he died, Rickon. Um, yeah, oh, if Rickon yeah, had just run Serpentine, he would have been fine. Yeah, why the hell wasn't just he running Just fucking back? zigzag, dude. What is your issue? Yeah, Chris General posted an excellent uh, meme about that. Because, yes, everyone who is a 12-year-old boy whose life is under threat immediately stops to analyze the situation. Was he 12? I don't know. Older than that. that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Aragorn. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if I was twelve, I wouldn't have been stupid. You wouldn't have been stupid. We're, we're from we're we're not millennials. We're we're smart people. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, that was that's just fighting words. That was, a, that was Oh, we do have a new email that came in um, from, from Sean Fox. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm not sure how old Sean Fox is, so I can't. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, Sean Fox of British Columbia. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, not British Columbia. That's an insult. Saint Albert, Alberta. Um, and this is not that there's anything wrong with British Columbia, but that's like someone calling you know me a New Yorker, and I don't want to be part of New York. Like, but we don't want you either. <laughs> go, go Red Sox. <laughs> uh, and that's why. That's right. Exactly. All right, here we go. Uh, so this is what he says: You know nothing, Jon Snow, Dragonstone. So his opinion on the episode: He goes, "Hey gang, after the seemingly endless wait." For Game of Thrones, it is back, along with your podcast, which adds more Dark Discussions goodness to my week, which I am very thankful for. Just wanted to say I really liked what this first episode of Season 7 hinted at and teased us with. 
I won't do the recap, as you guys are far better and more entertaining doing so. I will say the short clip of the Night King and his army was fantastic, as was the reveal about Dragonglass at Dragonstone. But the best was Clegane with his continued arc of redemption and his revelation and epiphany that he experiences in the flames. But for me, the overall menacing tone and feel of the episode was what really, truly has my praise. I can't wait for next week and to hear your breakdown of this episode. Thanks, as always, for all your hard work and time. Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada, a.k.a. the land beyond the wall. <laughs> There's not a wall yet. we got to do the other border first. That's awesome. Well, actually, yeah, I think Canada should be walled for up first, that's for sure. Oh! oh. Um, on a serious note, um, I do have to say that the Night uh, Walkers, or others, or whatever you call them, um, the music that they play whenever they come on screen is the best. It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 It's their theme, I guess, is what you would call it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Um, so, yes, yes, thank you, uh, Sean, for uh, sending it. Actually, it was probably good that we read it after because um, we, we were recapping all these things anyway. So, yep. um, so uh, thank you. And uh, please email us next week, Sean. We must have more emails. Uh, doc discussions at AOL.com for anybody who wants to email the podcast. You know nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast. Once again, doc discussions at AOL.com. I won't do uh, um, what Dustin Watson does. Go D A R K D A R K D A S S Exactly. I don't know how he does that so fast. It's awesome. I think he has to speed it up with his his tool that he that no, he... I think he actually does it live time. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll test him. I, I I have an invite to uh to be on an episode of his uh his show. So when I'm actually online with him, I'm gonna see if he could actually do it live time or not. Yeah, he mentioned at the, the at the end of the episode that you were gonna be a guest. Are you doing a full episode with him or just a couple of minutes or what? I uh, that has yet to be determined. Uh, at the pace he puts out episodes, it could be next year sometime. Who knows? What's what's the topic? Uh, I'm going to be on his show about the orphanage. Okay. Oh, oh, the, the Spanish film. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's it's good. He doesn't have me on for that movie because I'd be just ripping it to shreds. That's why you weren't invited because you're an a hole. <laughs> uh, I just didn't enjoy that film. Um, if he wants me on for the Scream episode, that'd be great. Actually, he, I'm doing a 10 minute recording. Uh, on my failings of Scream, but uh, he didn't invite me on. I'm, I'm offended. He just wants to record me. He's going to edit me out. It'll be 10 minutes of filling up. I like Scream. I like Scream. I like Scream. I like it a lot. I like Scream. I know. I know, I know. I'm, now, I'm now like questioning what he's going to do. Yeah, he could edit it and make me look like an idiot or something. Not I don't I, think he needs to edit it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Sorry, I you, set myself you up for that. I had to spike yeah, it. You did. You did. <laughs> and you, you did well there. You did well. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, so uh, D-A-R-K-D-A-S-S. Uh, I can't do it. You so. can't do it. I do yeah. I don't feel bad. Yeah, I'll have to practice. Dark discussions uh, at AOL.com. That's right. And, and to be honest, that's better because when he was reading off his email, because he doesn't actually really say it, he just spells it. And so I'm trying to... You know, get the word letters in my head, and it's like, why don't he just say Horror Carter at Horror Carter? No, Mr. Watson at Horror Carter 
Dark Harm. I think he <laughs> like, does say it beforehand. Yeah, he may. I don't know. I just... I get, I get all flustered when, when he does the, the speeding thing there. It's like, whatever. It makes me giggle. It is. It does. It, it is funny. Uh, all right. So uh, that's pretty much for uh, our episode for tonight. So uh, we'll do uh, next week. It's called Storm Bond. So obviously that means there's going to be a lot of Daenerys, which is unfortunate for me. Yeah. Uh, Burn Directed by, <laughs> by Mark Mylod. Uh, Mark Mylod. Uh, we'll discuss who he is next week. And uh, written by Brian Cogman. Who we will discuss next week as well. Oh, uh, uh, well, I just want to say, I just want to say, we better not go through another whole episode without one pithy comment from Tyrion, from Littlefinger, or from uh, Varys. Because did we even see Varys in this episode? Yes, he was there. Okay, he was. He was. Okay, back, I missed yeah. him. Yeah, he was on the boat uh, when they they pull into the dock. I, I need some snark in my Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hoping uh, number three, episode three, is going to be. It's called the Queen's Justice, and I'm praying to God that that means Cersei's and not Daenerys, because that'll be awesome to see what her justice is. <laughs> Newcomb, but <laughs> we'll find out. All right, so uh, I guess with all that stated, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right, thanks for tuning in to listen to us talk about Storm, uh, not Stormborn. Uh, Dragonstone, episode one of season seven. Come back next week. We'll be discussing episode two, Stormborn.